The waiver frenzy has come to a close and the Mariners have added a new yet familiar face to the clubhouse. But most importantly, none of the teams they're directly fighting off in the American League playoff race got better today. Let's talk about it here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Thursday, August 31st, 2023. This is Tiny Gonzalez and Colby Pattenhead for the Locked On Mariners podcast brought to you by Bunches. Download the Bunches app today. When you do, our friends at Bunches have featured the Locked On MLB Bunch in the Discover tab. You can also click the link in the description to join the Locked On MLB Bunch community today. Thank you so much for making us your first listen, subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show. The link, as well as our social accounts, is in the description of this episode. And on the show today... We'll go over the waiver wire frenzy that was mostly caused by what the Angels did a couple days ago and waving a ton of their players. The dust has now settled on that front, and as a result, the Mariners have added a new yet familiar reliever to the mix. We'll also talk about what the Angels did specifically and why it further proves the waiver deadline needs to be either re-implemented or at least something has to change with August acquisitions. And then finally, I'm taking tomorrow off. So no show, and because of that, we'll talk a little bit about the Mets and Mariners series coming up this weekend, which, of course, you can catch on the Mariners Hometown Broadcast, SiriusXM via the SXM app. Uh, but first, we start here. Uh, Dominic Leone Colby is back. I did not have that on my bingo card for 2023. Dominic Leone is back in a Mariners uniform after nearly 10 years. Of course, he was part of that amazing 2014 Mariners bullpen. Ended up getting traded in 2015. And Colby, quick piece of trivia for you here. Do you remember what trade he was involved in in 2015? Was he traded to the Blue Jays? No. He did play for the Blue Jays, but not for a couple of years after that. Who was he traded to? St. Louis? The, Ari- the Arizona Diamondbacks. Oh. So this is pre-Jerry. Yep. This was 2015. Uh, the Wellington Castillo trade. This is the Wellington Castillo trade or the Mark Trumbo, Trumbo trade. trade. Yeah. Yeah. It's Wellington Castillo, Dominic Leone, and uh, Gabby Guerrero, and one other player. Can't remember to the Diamondbacks for Mark Trumbo. Yeah. So there you go. That's how long it's been since Dominic Leone last pitched in a Mariners uniform, just to uh, frame that for you guys. Uh, so he started this year in a. Uh, with the Mets and uh, posted a 968 Ks per nine, 323 walks per nine, 440 ERA, 525 FIP over the course of 30 and two thirds innings pitched with Mets. He was then traded to the Angels near the trade deadline. Did not go well for him. He is one of the plethora of players waived by the Angels recently. So overall on the year, 43 and two thirds innings pitched for Leon, 907 Ks per nine, 412 walks per nine. 474 ERA, 537 FIP. That's not great, but it is the Mariners. He is a reliever. And there's a couple things to like here, right, Colby? Uh no, it's all it's all terrible. 
Right. Um, you know, I'm just going to lean uh, into the bit We've got to maintain here. that. Yeah, we got to yeah, maintain that lean into the bit here. Yep. Uh, he sucks. This is a wasted roster spot. Um, but if you're looking <laughs> for things he does well, he does generate a, a lot of whiffs. Um, you know, 91st percentile and whiff percentage, 91st percentile and chase percentage. Um, he actually spins the fastball very well, 82nd percentile in, in uh, fastball spin. Uh, and he gets good extension down the mound, slightly above average um, extension at 55 percentile. This feels like this could be more about just pitch mix uh, because he actually has a pretty impressive slider, 48.2% uh, whiff rate on the slider. This year, last year was 55.3. Um, you know, it's 95, uh, 94 to 96, roughly, uh, on the velo. Um, sits right at 95.5 on the average. He's got a cutter, which, you know, surprise. Uh, the Mariners love them. S some guys with cutters, and he's got a slider. Uh, when I look at the the whiff rates, and I look at the the chase rates, and I look at the fastball spin, and, and, um, I, and then I look at, like, just kind of the general numbers, it seems pretty clear to me that Leon's big problem right now is, is control and command. Uh, the walk rate, it would be another indicator of that too. But the fact that he is, I mean, every time somebody makes contact, essentially they are just barreling the baseball up that to, despite, you know, the fact that again, he gets chases and he gets people to swing and miss too. That tells me that he's leaving a lot of pitches in the middle of the plate. Um, so yeah, there are some, there are some positives here, certainly. And, and, you know, this could be, Hey, throw your slider more like this could be that simple, but I think ultimately, uh, the Mariners are hoping that they, they have a, uh, a tweak to maybe his mechanics or where he sets up on the mound where they can get him to throw a few more strikes because it's not like this stuff has to get better. He just has to throw more quality strikes than he has been. Um, and maybe part of that is, you know, throwing the slider more, uh, or, or, you know, Maybe he, you flip the ratio from, uh, what was it, from 39% fastball, 28% slider. Maybe you flip that, and that yeah. generates more whiffs. So, uh, we, you know, it's the Mariners pitching lab. They've, they've turned worse pitchers into something. Uh, but they only have a month, and, and Leon is going to get added to the uh, active roster here. We don't know what that move is yet, uh, but he is out of options, so he has to be on the, the big league club. Um, and I assume that he will just be the 28th guy called up, uh, before yeah. tomorrow's game. So yesterday it had been reported that Adam Aller was in the Mariners clubhouse. So it was presumed that he was going to be that guy. Uh, I would think that's now going to be Leon and, and Aller will probably just stick around the ball club on the road trip on the taxi squad. Yeah. Uh, so he doesn't have to just immediately go back home to Tacoma in order to make room for, uh, Leon on the. 40-man roster, the Mariners DFA'd Devin Sweet, which uh, I know is uh, sad news for you, Colby. I'm, I'm sorry for your loss. They they did him dirty. They really right. did. So Justice for Devin Sweet, justice for Ryder Ryan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see how that all uh, works out uh, tomorrow. That's when the rosters officially expand to 28 players and the, the Mariners will officially make their moves. We know that, uh, or we at least have a pretty good indication that Sam Haggerty is going to be the uh, position player that's added and then leon uh, by all accounts will be the uh, reliever that is added as well all right so we'll talk more about this waiver wire frenzy 
in just a moment. But first, a reminder, this episode of the Locked On Marys podcast is brought to you by Bunches. Bunches is a new app built just for sports fans where you can chat sports in real time. Click the link in the description to join the app or go to the Apple App Store. Download Bunches now. I'm telling you, you're going to love the conversations with other Locked On sports fans. Chat about your team every day. Download the Bunches app today, and when you do, our friends over at Bunches have featured the Locked On MLB Bunch in the Discover tab. You can also click the link in the description to join the Locked On MLB Bunch community today. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. You can catch the Mariners and the Mets starting tomorrow and over the course of the weekend on the Mariners' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. And of course, Dominic Leone will be a part of that roster and like we said, Sam Harrity will also likely be a part of the roster. And we'll see if Julio is back in the lineup. We also assume that uh, George Kirby is going to be starting one of the games over on the weekend. But we'll talk more about that a little later on. But for now, uh, let's stick with this waiver wire frenzy that has gone on the last couple of days. Tuesday, we haven't talked about this yet, but the Angels shocked the baseball world by waving a lot of their players a lot of the guys that they acquired at the trade deadline like lucas giolito ronaldo lopez randall gritchick all of them except for cj crone right weird and then they also didn't they didn't wave mike moustakis i just yeah maybe they did we just didn't hear about that because these are revocable waivers so sure sure um but yeah weird so the Mariners, because they have the fifth best record in baseball, well, tied for the fifth best record, but they have the tiebreaker over the Astros. So they end up 26. They sure do. And the, uh, that's right. That's right, baby. They end up 26 in the waiver order, which should tell you all you need to know there. Like, you're not getting any of those top end guys. Like, I'm kind of surprised they even got Dominic Leone. I know he hasn't had a great year, but, you know, I'm surprised not even someone behind them took a flyer on him. So, um, what you were really hoping for here, if you're a Mariners fan, is just that none of those guys that could actually help a ball club got to the Blue Jays, got to the Rangers, got to the Astros. The good news is here, they didn't, right? The the Guardians and the Reds just cleaned up <laughs> with these guys. Uh, Harrison Bader and Hunter Renfro both go to the Reds. We're going to see those guys on this road trip, by the way, when the Mariners play the Reds. And then the Guardians got Matt Moore, they got Lopez, and they got Giolito. So they did absolutely everything that you needed them to do. They And also the Marlins had some claims in. I think the, the Diamondbacks had some claims in. So there is no shot that the Blue Jays or the Rangers or the Astros were going to get any of these guys. So that is great. That is a huge win for the Mariners. And the fact that they were able to get someone that might be able to help them out of the bullpen massive win this went about as well as you possibly could have hoped for the mariners so that's great but i want to talk about just what the angels did right because does this now set a precedent for other teams because the angels have now saved money right if you pick up a guy on waivers you pick up the rest of his contract so the angels no longer have to pay the remainder of the contract for giolito and renfro etc 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 so they're going to be able to save some money now that they've essentially wave the white flag but that kind of practice to me is bad for baseball and we have you and i have talked a lot 
especially lately, about the need for the August waiver deadline, which was mm-hmm. removed a couple of years ago, um, or at least move up the trade de- or move back the trade deadline to like mid-August, just so teams have more time to decide what side of the fence they're going to be on. What do you think about all of this? And what do you think about what the Angels did? I think it's... Uh, I, I think like... In just a business sense, it makes sense. Like you're not going to win this year. You save some money in particular for the angels. Um, they, they just barely get under the luxury tax uh, threshold now. Uh, so now when they lose Otani this winter, they get a second round compensatory pick instead of a fourth round. Um, and like that, sure. That all makes sense. Uh, I think this is one of those cases where business sense shouldn't be rewarded i think this is bad for the fans uh you know particularly in anaheim but i know there's only three of them and and we talk a lot of smack about them but you know you just you're big like your team literally just gave up and and you get why and you've probably given up on the team anyways but i think it's bad for baseball when you have teams literally just dumping players uh without anything in return just to save a couple million bucks um, I think that's a bad look for baseball. I think it's kind of the, the opposite of what baseball should be. This is, this is tanking without any, like trying to even hide that you're tanking. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's bad. It's a bad business practice for major league baseball as a whole. I get why the angels did it. Um, and I saw some people be like, Oh, this is smarter than the angels like in a vacuum. Yes. But it's also bad for angels fans. And that's really what this is about, right? It, angels fans are the ones who get hurt here. Um, these players, they get to go, well, in theory, they get to go to a playoff contender, but they really didn't, um, yeah. you know, maybe Renfro and, and Bader, but Cleveland's not making the playoffs. Cleveland, you know, basically just claimed all these guys to say, screw you to Minnesota, um, who also tried to claim all these guys, which I respect. I respect the the pettiness. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to get me a Cleveland Guardians hat. I, <laughs> I can, I can, I can embrace that level of, of, of pettiness. Um, right. That's definitely that's def- that's yeah. definitely some Colby energy by the uh, I mean, by the Guardians. I don't know. I don't think I, I'm that petty, but um, <laughs> um, but no, I think it's bad for baseball because this is it's bad for a fan base. And if this is the new norm, uh, I think that it is a convenient way for owners to just save a little bit more money that they don't need to save at the expense of the fans, which is yeah. I'm never going to be okay with it. It's why I don't like when, oh, we raised ticket prices 10%. And it's like, why? Like wages didn't right. go up. Like minimum wage didn't go up. Like the, you didn't do anything to to justify the, the raise in prices. This is just kind of that with the opposite. And are the angels going to offer discounted tickets because they waved the white flag in September? No, of course they're not. Yeah. Um, so I, I have a problem with anytime owners try to nickel and dime uh, their way to save a million bucks here, a million bucks there when they're all literal billionaires and their franchises are all worth more than a billion dollars. Like I have a problem with that. That, that seems scummy to me, whether it's, it's good business sense or not. I think it's lame. I think it is. Um, I think you're doing a disservice to the fans and just because you own these teams doesn't mean they belong to you. Like owning a team should be about public service. It's, it's, you're providing something to the public um, and I think when you pull off the shady stuff like this, just to save a couple bucks here and there, 
I think you're doing a disservice to your fan base. And I think major league baseball should step in and, and um, prevent this from becoming the new norm uh, if they yeah. can, because I don't think this is, it's not good for the angels fans. It's not good that they just get to, you know, put their thumb on the scales uh, balance this late into the year uh, and impact how many pennant races just because they want to save 500 grand on Hunter Renfro's contract. Like, yeah, I think major league baseball needs to put it into this. Um, they need to nip this in the bud because again, it's, it's, business sense and like baseball strategy sense. I totally get it. You're not going to win this year. Anyways, there's really no value in winning 75 games instead of, you know, 70, but for the fans, it is, it is a slap in the face to them. And, um, you know, it's just, I am opposed to owners doing anything that saves them, you know, $1.75 million. Yeah. It's it's just nasty. Yeah, it's nasty, nasty stuff, and they should not be applauded for it whatsoever. And by the way, it's not smart, right? Because they just traded like legit prospects for these guys not even a month ago. Like that is horrible baseball practice. Yeah, horrible. And look, even though you're out of it, to not even see it through, like that's just yep. terrible, terrible stuff, terrible. So yeah, and and you bet your bottom dollar that other teams are going to see this. And now they're going to be inspired to do something like this. And so how is did. and how is that going to impact further playoff races like in the future? Right. How is that going to impact things? Because when I saw that, I was like, dude, now like a lot of these good teams that are contending that may not have done enough at the deadline or maybe some injuries cropped up like with the Blue Jays. Right. Maybe mm-hmm. the Blue Jays get bailed out here. Maybe the Rangers right. get bailed out with their bullpen. Right and be, and are able to add a Matt Moore or Ronaldo Lopez or someone like that to their bullpen. Right. Like, they get bailed they, out without any like repercussions, without without paying really anything other than no. the remainder of the contract. Like yeah, that's, which is one month of a of a six month contract. Like you're paying one sixth, one seventh of whatever the salary is. That's nothing. Right. right. And so you know, obviously, it didn't play out that way. And it's not like in fantasy sports where like you claim one guy, then you go back, then you go to the back of the line. Like the guardians, they claim three guys today. I, I, I thought it was the, I thought it was, but today's, well, I mean, yeah, would seem to indicate no, because that would mean like Texas just passed on Giolito and, but and also the Marlins put in claims and, yeah. on guys and the diamondbacks so, put in claims on multiple guys and the twins know. surely put claims in on multiple right. guys. Like they, you, you would think that at least, one would, guy that, that's would what I thought one of those teams. was was yeah. that you make your claim and then you go to the bottom of the priority like you, you prioritize your claim right like if you want Lopez most you put your claim in on Lopez and then they go down the list like okay you're the highest team to put a claim in on Lopez you get them but then they don't go back to the top of the list for like Giolito they just yeah. scroll down they go from 14 like, okay did who's the next highest who's the next guy who got claimed oh it's Giolito right there so that team gets Giolito and then they go down the list and they go back to the top after yeah. they go to the bottom, all the way back down to the bottom. So I don't know if that's not what happened. Um, well, and so but, and so that's terrible too, right? <laughs> like yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so what I, I think there are some really simple fixes to prevent this, though. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, your uh, your um, competitive balance tax number that mm-hmm. locks in after the trade deadline. So once the trade deadline is over, whatever you're on the, on the hook for, that is what the number is. You could still DFA guys, I guess, to save some pocket money, but we're not going to let you manipulate this by saying like, Oh, well on the last day of the season, our, our competitive balance tax was 
less here. So now we get that draft pick. Just dis disincentivize that type by saying no. Once once you make your like at the deadline, you're either in or you're out. You're either salary dumping or you're not. So yeah. that you lock in that competitive balance number, and and that's what it is for the rest of the year. Um, the other one is just bring back the waiver trade deadline. Yeah. Um, make you know in this case, for example, the Texas Rangers give up legitimate prospects for Lucas Giolito or or you know whoever it is, right? Because yeah. what? Because I'm I'm a lot of you know baseball fans have often said, oh, there's too many trades. Trades are so boring, right? Like too many transactions. Who wants transactions? Yeah. So yeah. either you do that or you just push the trade deadline back to like mid August, like. And by this whole idea, like, well, just more teams will wait. Will they, or will more teams be aggressive in the middle of the month, knowing they have an out in the back end of the month if things yeah. go sideways for them? So, yeah, to me, it's a really easy fix. I think they need player approval on all of these MLB uh, PA. They'll need their approval on all of these. But like, I think I think the PA should give it to them because this is bad for baseball. It's bad for um, these fan bases. And and yeah, this year it's the Angels, so it's hilarious. But next year, what if it's the Rangers or what if it's, you know, the Yankees or what if it's the Mets, like what yeah. if these big market teams start doing this too? Um, and you just end up in this period for the next few years before you renegotiate where, Oh yeah, this team sucked. They, they took a big swing, they missed. And now they're just going to dump their problems on somebody else and completely throw off the power scale. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, now it's here bad. just comes a wave of good players, right? It's like, right. Again, in fantasy and, sports, like when you're out of it, you just, you drop all your players. No, that's not how this should work. And it especially shouldn't work where like one team can get three guys or four guys. Yeah. Just because it worked out for the Mariners this time around doesn't mean it's something that you should continue to do or continue to root for. I think it's a really bad look for baseball. So to me, the answer is you nip this in the bud and either you do that by locking in the competitive balance number on August 1st, or you push the trade deadline back to like August 15th or you just bring back the waiver claim deadline and give everybody and like, still look like that's not a perfect solution either because Cleveland still could have claimed all those guys and kept them from going to Minnesota because they claim them either they work out a trade or the, or the angels dump them right on, on, on the guardians, or they just say, eh, never mind, We'll just keep them right. Like, so you can still block teams from getting guys that you don't want them to get, but, you're running the risk that you're going to get the salary dumped or you have to work out a trade or they just say, yeah, no, we're going to just going to keep them. Like, right. It's not a perfect system for me. The, the ideal answer is just move the deadline back two weeks. There's yeah. no reason for it not to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause again, you know, that's not going to mean that teams like the angels are going to not do what they did at the deadline. Right. You know, like they're, they'll still like, if they feel like they have a chance to go for it, they'll go for it. But now right. that gives you more time to, because now that you have the additional wild card spot, now that you have six playoff teams, now you have a bunch of these teams that are like, eh, I don't know what I want to do at the deadline. And I just don't think there's enough time because it really doesn't clear out until about the midway point in August. Because now look at the American League wild card situation, right? There's one team on the outside looking at that might have a shot, and that's Toronto, right? Mm -hmm. Boston, eh. Yes, until this series against the uh, against the Astros. Now they're they're probably squarely out of it. But like it, that whole picture is pretty much cleared up. The National League is a bit more of a mess, but still, like it gives you more time to decide who you want to be as a team for the rest of the year. And right, yeah, I just uh, there, 
look, there isn't a perfect answer, and there's definitely not a perfect answer that we're going to find, you know, in the 10 minutes that we're talking about this, but something has to be done because this is clearly not it. This is clearly not a, a good thing for, for baseball. Right. I mean, just real fast, because uh, I know we got to run. When the Angels made all those trades, they were 56 and 51, still firmly in the middle of it. Yeah. Uh, that's on July 31st. Uh, when you look at where they were just two weeks later, which is, let us say, August 14. Um, when you look at where they were by then, it was clear in just two weeks' time they're not making the playoffs. They're out of it. They need to sell. Yeah. And so you push that back. Teams will be more aggressive at the deadline knowing that they could um, – because two weeks later, they're two games under 500, and they are, you know – uh, they are the, let's see, one, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. They're seven, seven games or seven teams back of the wild card after just two weeks when they were one game where they were the first team out when they made yeah. all these trades. Yeah. Push the deadline back. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about this Mariners and Mets series coming up this weekend. But first, a reminder, this episode of the Locked On Mariners podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets, guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can be in on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, that's L-O-C-K-D-O-N, and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. The Mariners and the Mets get underway tomorrow over the course of the weekend. Catch all the action on the Mariners hometown broadcast with Sirius XM via the SXM app. And that's what we're going to be talking about now here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. But Colby, this uh, this series is a bit tougher to preview than usual because we don't know any of the pitching matchups right now. Mariners, TBD on Friday, TBD on Saturday, TBD on Sunday. We know that George Kirby is likely going to start one of these games, but we don't know how the rest is going to look. So your thoughts heading into the series? Cause I don't, I don't really know where to begin with this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's Logan Gilbert's turn on Friday. Yeah. yeah. In uh, theory. And, and then it's Castillo's turn on Saturday mm-hmm. in theory. Yep. Uh, and then it's supposed to be woo on Sunday, but it sounds like they want to put uh Kirby, you know, into one of these these spots in the rotation and kind of seems like the obvious one there would be woo right give him another day off um so that would i but they could still put they could still put kirby in on saturday and just push castillo back to sunday and give him the extra day Mm. off so yeah either way the same for logan if they wanted to but it looks like saturday or sunday right the the mayors have said this weekend i don't know if that counts friday or not but um either way it seems highly likely that you're going to be throwing in some order Castillo Gilbert and, and uh, Kirby in this series. So yeah, your, your three best, right? Your, your three best guys going up against the Mets who are not a good team, not a good team, but 
they do have still, they still have talent. There's still some dangerous hitters in that offense. Kodai Senga is, you know, having a nice year. Um, and then we don't know. It looks like McGill is going to start on Sunday. He's up and down fastball guy. Uh, that's a good matchup for Seattle. That's a heavy fastball usage guy. Um, Saturday, we don't know who the Mets are throwing. So it's, it's a little bit difficult. You know, it, it is, I, maybe it's yeah. Carrasco. Um, it could be, I think it might be, end up being Carrasco who went unclaimed today, uh, on waivers. So, uh, yeah, again, as per usual, the pitching matchups do favor Seattle. And also, as we always say, that doesn't matter whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you are throwing your three best, uh, this weekend. I mean, you should be throwing your three best this weekend. Uh, so I, I think you have to feel pretty good about, you know, winning this series. Again, the Mets are a team that if you watched any of them this the last few days playing the Rangers, their bullpen is terrible. They've Trevor got trying to close out games against the middle of the Rangers order. Yeah. Like, yeah. so yeah. bullpen is bad. So the starting pitching, just keep you in the game offense, score a couple runs, um, and then really attack this bullpen. Uh, Friday is probably the toughest matchup for them, uh, going up against Senga and, and, and the ghost fork, but he's had his issues, uh, with command and control this year as yep. well. So I, I like their chances. Um, it's a road, you know, it's a East coast road trip. Uh, so I, I think, you know, you should be pretty, pretty happy if they, if they win this series, if they sweep, that's amazing. But I, I think, you know, as cliche as it is to just win series, that's literally all you can hope for here. Um, yeah, just win, just win the series, you know, and maybe they lose tomorrow and they have to win both games on Saturday, Sunday, but you're a better team. You have a deeper lineup. Your pitching staff is better. Your bullpen is better. Uh, so you should handle your business here, but again, it's a dangerous team. It is a dangerous team. Uh, yep. you know, the, the Rangers will tell you as such until you get to the back end of that bullpen. So right. grind out these at bats, get to the bullpen as often as you can as early as you can, and you should be okay. This is also a talented top half of the lineup for the Mets. You know, Nemo, Lindor, McNeil, Alonzo. Those guys are going to give you issues. Vogelback. Um, Vogelback, obviously. Yeah, mm-hmm. Francisco Alvarez. Mm-hmm. Uh, DJ Stewart. Baez. DJ yeah. Stewart, who put the Mariners on his back last night. DJ Salute. Stewart, by the way. Salute, comrade DJ Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> Play the music. Um, <laughs> but uh, DJ Stewart, I believe, has eight home runs in the last 15 days. So he is on a heater that is uh, pretty improbable. So, And he's given the Mariners issues in the past, right? Yes, with the Orioles? With the yeah. Orioles, yep. A couple yeah. go-ahead doubles and home runs. So, yeah, uh, keep an eye on that. Uh, again, it's it's a dangerous team. Man. They're, not, they're not good, but they are dangerous. So... Sure. Uh, you got to play well. If you play like you did the last two games, you're probably going to walk out of New York with a series loss. Um, but if you play like you did, you know, the previous 21 games, you got, you got a shot to sweep. So yeah, we'll yeah. see how it goes. But uh, again, pitching matchups definitely favor you. The bullpen matchup favors you. Your lineup is deeper. Um, and then we'll just see, you know, how many games can Julio play? Uh, and that's, that's kind of the big storyline heading into this weekend. Yeah, uh, like you mentioned, a couple of former Mariners on this ball club, Trevor Gott, Daniel Vogelbach, of course. Shout out to Cornelius, shout out to Mariner Mojo. And uh, yeah, Omar Narvaez, mm-hmm. who's uh, still hanging around, man. He's still kicking. But yeah, that's going to do it for our show. Uh, thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby Patnode, I'm Tidying Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. It's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z and Colby at CPAT11. That's CPAT11. 
Follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well over at Locked On Mariners. That's one word, Locked On Mariners. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you next time. Peace.